0: does it ever get really like convoluted and like really confusing like it's mixing like the whole magic is just the focus is just lost
1: this is something that a lot of people are concerned about at the moment it's like called Product Overload is what it's been colloquially known as. there's a
0: lot going on, so much. It's
1: ridiculous and we have spoken about it on our podcast before that I think, we think Wizards need to slow down because they're overwhelming people um, coming into the format because there's new cards coming out all the time Mm -hmm. and you need to find out, okay, does this go in my deck? And then if you've you've just built a deck and you're like right, I'm really happy, I'm going to go to the game store and play with this deck. When you get to the game store, one of the people will be putting up a new poster for a new set and you can see on the previews that there's a card that needs to go in your deck now and it's not even out yet and you're like how yeah. am i meant to keep up with all of these products mm. yeah
2: It's a lot, Well, at least for me, like I had a time about six to eight months ago where I was feeling really burnt out with just magic. And it just got to a point where I was like, there's just too much going on. And yeah, I just had to like strip it down. And that was kind of the way that I fixed it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to play these two formats. I'm not going to think about anything else. Um, I don't have to know every single card, what it's going to be when it's released, because it's happening like literally every month, there's new cards coming out. I don't have to keep up with all of that stuff. And yeah, the podcast can just be weekly and we can just like chill out about it. And like, that's more than, enough stuff.
0: You let me know when you want me to go. I'm assuming it's already recording. Yeah, Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like deep breath. <laughs> it's already going. Uh, hey, guys. Welcome back to another Palms Off Gaming podcast. Today, I'm joined by Walton James from the Get Commanded podcast. So thanks for coming in, guys.
1: No, thanks for having us. Um,
0: before we get into it uh, and do the formal introductions, just make sure that if you need any trading card accessories, hit up your local game store. Uh, see if we're in stock there. Do that as your first point of call. Please support your local game store. But if we're not there, head on over to our website and you get top loaders, binders, sleeves, everything so yeah introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do and where you're from and and shamelessly plug yourself. Oh,
1: we're very good at the shamelessly plugging ourselves. Um, you are very, good at, the very good at it. I'm um, very good at it. So, yeah, I'm James. So this is Waltz. We're from the Get Commanded podcast. Um, we have a weekly commander-based show. And if you're not familiar with the commander format of Magic the Gathering, it's one of many. It's the best format of Magic. It's Apparently, a multiplayer format.
2: The most popular format of Magic the Gathering, we've been told, by wizards. Yeah, yeah
1: it's huge. And um, Walt and I have now got nearly 50 episodes
2: yeah i think at the well right now it's 46 but probably by the time this comes out maybe 47 or yeah. 48. you're a lot more frequent
0: is it once a week or once, once a week
2: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. once cool. a week yeah. Yeah. yeah so every friday just just me and walt writing episodes and recording in walt's bedroom um <laughs> <laughs> just trying to crank out content but yeah we've been doing it for a while now but yeah we're like trying to trying to grow now this is the next phase of the get commanded podcast is yeah, reaching cool. more people
0: yep and where can these people find you
1: Everywhere uh, mm. except YouTube at the moment. We're um we're yep. on all good podcasting platforms. yeah, yeah. So, pod, yep. Yep. so yep. Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts. Everywhere you can get podcasts. Mm. Currently working on getting YouTube audio up as well, but that's a video and it's annoying to do. But yep. Yeah, yeah we'll it's a, that.
2: it's another layer of editing is the main thing. We we yes. were releasing video and then we sort of like we didn't have this amazing uh, camera setup that you guys have here. This is very pro. This yeah. is really cool. This would look a lot nicer <laughs> than what we were throwing together, which was just like you know a. Static or slightly moving background mm. and an image and then the name of the episode. Yeah. And then yeah. otherwise it's just us talking the whole yeah. time. Well, yeah. we
0: had yeah, Jacob come on board and I'm like, ah, oh, if you got to do something, do it right. I'm like, how much do you need? He's like this. I'm like, oh God, all right. <laughs> yeah, and you still want more, yeah. You both you both do. You and Nick both do Do you it, want like, a side
1: hustle as well? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah, it's expensive to start off, but yeah, it is it is worth it. And it, it, even, even then, there's some improvements yeah. that I think we, I, we're I looking to say, make. Like
2: just for a tip in general for podcasts. Classes, is that YouTube actually has a recommendation algorithm where, like Spotify and stuff, kind of does, but it's just mm-hmm. nowhere near to the same, the same extent. Um, and Spotify, were more likely going to push their own exclusive ones. Mm. Yeah, mm. this is
1: this is the thing that we're interested in now with with growing as content creators. Is like, how do we reach? more people and youtube Mm. just seems to be like the place where magic content's consumed like you look at command zone and talarian community college they're like the two big ones from the u.s and they're like primarily on youtube that's like their their home platform so Mm. i think we've now got a pretty decent backlog of content that we can hopefully grow on that platform and bring more people in listening to the audio version and hopefully video one day hopefully
0: Mm. yeah and then you can just do silly vlogs like we do
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> we <should>. <laughs> yeah. Something we've talked about.
0: Something we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so you guys have been playing Magic for how many years? Like, well, how many years have you been playing? Well,
2: Magic? it's kind of a tricky question to answer, actually. I've technically been playing since I was like six years old. Right. Okay. I used to play like in the playground of my primary school on the asphalt unsleeved cards. Uh, like hurts me. Yeah. making up rules Like we go, like, oh, I don't think that works like that. <laughs> I think it works like this. I don't know if I said any idea what we
1: we're doing. And there's like a $20,000 card that's gone through yeah. the wash <laughs> now. So been a really beat up <laughs> old
2: cards that I found in like shoeboxes and stuff from, yeah, right. from when I was a kid. But um, got back into it properly. Me and James got sort of locked down in the same house. And actually, okay. we, we didn't know each other before this, but we were locked down with a couple of other people who also had cards. And we were kind of like, oh, let's just like play. And then, yeah, James had just started playing Commander. And mm. so he was like, well, actually, there's a way we can play all four of us in the same game because most Magic is, is 1v1. Yep. So, yeah, we just started building decks, and it was all downhill from there. No. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it,
1: it, was a, it was a pretty big spiral. We were in, yeah. like, Victoria's lockdown. So, mm. I started playing, like, 2018 and started playing standard. And then 2019 was introduced to Commander. And then as lockdown hit, it was, yeah, you couldn't, you know, everyone knew what lockdown was. You couldn't leave your house for yep. more than five kilometers. So, the share house we were in was, like, yeah, six of us. Mm. Four of us played Commander that was perfect. That's all you need for a game of Commander. And we played a lot. Yeah, so in that like single year, we probably played more Commander than I've played in my entire life.
2: Yeah, probably. And the other thing is like, the thing we discovered is that because we were getting like the, the Victorian government subsidies, like I, I lost my job when lockdown started. So I was getting like the, you know, job seeker, but it was like so much money. Mm. Um, and you don't have anything to spend it on when you're in lockdown, right? It's like, okay, I can get food, all right, I'm going to get some magic cards, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> this,
0: this story is very like, I've heard this from of, of quite a vast array of people that this is the same, pretty much the same concept. It's just like, yeah, I had nothing to do. So I collected cards or just learned to play and yeah. Yeah, yeah so, we
1: we had a lot of online orders of like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of magic cards <laughs> within that year. Yeah, Multiple. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: that's <laughs> probably nuts. hooked.
0: Yeah, right. I've never I've never played magic before. Like I remember getting um the cards out of God, it would have been when they first came out. It was like in a K Zone magazine or something like that. And wow. I'm like, what is this? And I was just always Pokemon. So for break it down for a lot of our listeners are Pokemon related. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Command is a format of magic. Um, in the most basic, concise way, how would you Describe it.
1: Okay, so the 281 page rule document. <laughs> yeah, of Magic yeah, the Gather, break it you down. Want I want it, like a paragraph. Concise, <laughs> sure.
0: Just to like maybe hook some people, get you know, pique some interest. See if you can sell me on it. Sell me all Commander. Right.
1: Okay. I'll sell He's you. He's got commander. the marketing. He's
2: the marketing guy. Okay, so. I, can <laughs> do, I can do
1: this. So all right. So you you've played a bunch of trading card games. Pokemon's like the foray, right? Yeah. This is the original. This is the granddaddy of all trading card games. Anyone that understands how a trading card game works will have some form of understanding of Magic at a base level. Magic introduced the systems of how these games work, like the mana system in Magic is like the resource that you use to cast spells, energy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. exactly right. Or like, yeah, I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh, but like whatever (laughs) those orange balls are on the top of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. (laughs) But yeah, mana is the the resource that you use in Magic, and then. And the main thing that you need to do is bring your opponent's life total down to zero. Usually in one-on-one formats, it starts at 20. You do that by summoning creatures and then you can swing with the creatures at your opponent and they can choose to block with theirs. You can cast spells that like have an effect and then go to the graveyard. But the coolest thing about magic is you can play it in heaps of different ways. And the best way to play it is commander four players and you can choose who you attack. So that's like the big thing of Commander is like- So it's
0: basically like the Spider-Man meme.
1: Yes, 100%. (laughs) Exactly like the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it gets one of my favorite parts in Commander is the politics side of things because it's not 2v2 or, you know, 1v1. It's so you one can
0: gang up on someone and ex- get a bit. Yeah. And yeah. They've got, a lot. like, a notoriously strong deck. It's like, alright, we're all weak to this, so let's all gang up on this person and make it a bit more fair across the three of us. Yeah, 100%. Okay.
2: And then it becomes, like, so we actually, probably at the time this comes out, the episode will have just released, but we have this whole thing about, like, not looking too threatening too early because it's a real thing because everyone can see what you're doing if you're too threatening early on. The other three players will just go like, "Um, James has got to go down. Let's actually like kill James right now. Yeah. So like we've talked a lot in our podcast about ways you can sort of like sneak under the radar a little bit so people don't like try to kill you, but it, it makes it such a such an interesting way to play because you're sort of balancing, like, the mechanics of the game and the mm. things you can do. There's like, an extra layer of social
1: psychology to it. Absolutely yep, there huge. is. Huge. It's like an extra layer that's about as thick as the rule document as well. Like, yeah. it's it's a really big part of the game. I love it. I love that part of the game. Some people get nervous when they try and interact with the politics Side Because they're like, all right, I'll give you this if you don't attack me for two turns or I'll remove this problematic thing on Waltz board. I'll like get rid of that, you know, Drannith Magistrate that means you can't cast your commander. But as long as that thing never touches me. Do you see elements of betrayal? Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Your face just absolutely so <laughs> no, like and, and like it's like boy, have I yeah, <laughs> specifically
1: from me. Yeah,
2: well, uh, <laughs> me and James have been playing together for like the whole time we've been playing Commander, basically like since twenty twenty. Yeah. We've played probably like in the hundreds of num- of Commander games against each other. It's like playing with other people versus playing in a game with James is like a completely different thing because it's like James knows all my tricks, mm. I know all of James's tricks, and that's in terms of like how I'm playing the cards, but also that social aspect of like, I know, and I've said yeah. this on the podcast before, when James starts really being like, hey, guys, let's have a chat about this. Let's like consider what we're going to do next. It's because he's about to lose. <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to manipulate you. <laughs> so, yeah, there's like all these layers of it. And yeah, like it, it, probably the, the downside to Commander is if you're playing with people who you don't trust and don't know very well, you can end up in situations of being like, oh, man, I feel kind of weird about that game. Where I kind kind of got ganged up on and there's there's kind of aspects of that, which is why, yeah, me and James are always like really adamant about like communicating really openly with the people that you play with before yeah. the game, after the game, during the game to make sure everyone's kind of on the same page. Because, yeah, the format that we play, basically almost every card that's ever been printed in Magic the Gathering across its like 30 years at this point. Um, is legal in Commander right. yeah. So there is,
1: there is a ban list but it is is very small yeah, like yeah. In, in in contrast to the
0: yeah well, like the in, ratio
1: in contrast to like other formats like you go on the, the standard ban list and there's just as many cards on that but that's only using cards within the last three years of Magic not the last 30 years Yeah, mm. and it's the same length of a ban list it's so insane. yeah
2: consequently like the, the variance in how strong a deck can be is really really wide so like we're big champions for like before a game making sure you're sitting down with people who are like down for the same sort of experience that you are. Because some people can be like, okay, I want a deck that like rockets me ahead straight away and I win on turn four or whatever. And then someone else is like, oh, I found these cards in a shoebox that I used to play with in primary school. Can I play with these ones? It's like these two people are not going to have the best uh, time if they play together.
1: Yeah, this is like known as rule zero is Mm -hmm. what Commander has. Because like every format of Magic other than Commander is considered like a constructed or competitive format so you're versing someone and the whole point is to win right that's the point of every game is to win commander is a little bit different in that you want to have a good game it's a social format there's Mm. no competitive structure at the moment wizards of the coast do not like have any competitive format of commander that's been endorsed and has a prize pool and i feel it could get like that's a it's a from what little
0: information i have surrounding it what little we've discussed about it it's a black hole like of a, a web oh, of yeah. issues that can arise of like you know just
1: balancing power doing, yeah like, like
0: that social layer can really bring out some nastiness i reckon yeah um,
2: yeah it, it's probably a big downside to the fact that commander is such a popular format of magic right now is mm. that there's a lot of people who traditionally would play formats that are one-on-one just competitive i'm just trying to win who are now sort of being felt like there's no one else, no one to play with them if they're playing those formats so they have to play commander and consequently they're ending up in games with people who don't have that same mindset of yes. like i'm just trying to win right now. Yeah. Um so yeah, like it's a real if you want about like whether they should play like commander tournaments, I think probably not. I think James has a slightly different perspective, but um look, the most important thing is like it's such a great way to learn how to play Magic because you can just play with a bunch of mates. There's four of you at a table, like you play around a kitchen table at home. It's got a really different feel to just like going to a tournament and losing, you know, like because that's what's going to happen if you're new to a game. But in a Commander game, because people can sort of see you're behind, you know, you might win a game that you aren't necessarily the best player at the table for because you kind of sneak under the radar because you're new. And there's like a lot of really interesting dynamics there.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I do have a little bit of a different opinion on like how Commander can be better utilized by Wizards of the Coast in terms of like a format to promote. Because right now I think Pioneer... Um, and Modern and Standard are probably, like, the main three formats that are being promoted as competitive. Mm. Like, Australia and New Zealand have the ANZ Super Series, which is, like, an organized tournament event on Pioneer. Arena has, like, an open open invitation to Standard, which is, like, the most recent sets of Magic. But Commander is, yeah, like Walt said, the most popular format of Magic, and Wizards are doing essentially... More business approach than community approach to the game. They're just pumping out a ton of product for Commander. But not supporting it with any, um, well, they are now, thankfully, with Magic Con and Command Fest and stuff like that. But I think, like, you know, structured play would be really cool. But I think the only way to do it is by doing what's known as CEDH. So EDH stands for Elder Dragon Highlander, which is shorthand for Commander. Um, CEDH is basically a way of playing Commander that's just saying, I want to win in this pot of four, I will be victorious. I'm not here for a good game, I'm here to win. So it's a very different mindset than a casual commander game where you're meeting up with friends that are, you know, at your local game store or even at the kitchen table and just playing for fun. It's a very different thing. It's very like I po- win. poker-esque,
0: sort mm. of like, you know, everybody don't bluff like, you know, you've yeah, got a sure. lot of elements there that would be really, really interesting. They, still, they sell pre-built decks and stuff, don't they? Or, yeah, yeah, there's
1: there's some pre-cons and I think the pre-cons are the thing that's making the, the, the format itself grow because these pre-cons are really entry-level. They've got very simple mechanics that are kind of designed to – be easy to understand and easy to play out. There's no like really complicated mechanics where, you know, you have to read a three-page thesis by a PhD mathematician yep. <laughs> on how it works. But yeah, these pre-cons are also released with every standard set. So every set that's like big and promoted, like Lord of the Rings, for example, is not in standard, but it's a huge set that got a lot of promotion. It's got the Lord of the Rings IP as well. So yeah, it's massive. This is, yeah, I mean. They've
0: pre they got, pre, how many pre-con desks do they have for this?
1: I think they had four or five. It was four. four. Perhaps yeah.
0: we do a vlog between me, you, Nick, Jack, and I with just pre-constructed Lord of the Rings decks. Yeah. I would watch that. I would. There you go. I would. From I would four dudes, dudes that have that. never played Magic before, we'll get a crash course <laughs> from these guys. If you want. <laughs> I played it once and I didn't understand. Can we yeah. get a crash course? Jack's actually, no, that was fab, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe we can get a crash course from you guys, and then yeah. we can just do a vlog of us just playing uh, the prefab decks for Lord go of the Rings. Two weeks and I'll be shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you've got two weeks starting now, and if you forget, yeah. like I forget everything, then I'll just sit there and look like
1: a silly little billy. Well, <laughs> that's I mean, fine. <laughs> you're playing with Lord of the Rings cards, so like <laughs> as long yeah. as you just go hobbitses,
0: yeah, you're doing. It <laughs> I'm fight, having a right. yeah. good I'm just going to pretend I'm golem the entire. Exactly, time. that's yeah. fine. That's sick. That's a cool idea. Um. So you guys are mainly doing your commander community within uh, Good Games Greensboro, right? Micro mm-hmm. Store, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're also with our good friend Joel doing some work over at um, Plenty of Games. Is that correct? Or what's, yeah. what's,
2: what's the do? Well, we the the podcast kind of grew out of a community group that we started out at Good Games in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the origin of the podcast. It, to be honest, it's where we play most of our games still. Is the Tuesday nights is their Commander night. It's like a huge big thing. There's a raffle, like it's There's like
1: 60-70 people there every week. Yeah, it's yep. a
2: big community event, but yeah, we've we've definitely also had gone down to to um, to, oh my god it's so hard we we know you guys as pog but we also know plenty of games we were the Pogs.
0: first i believe, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I, believe you. I, t- I gave joel a hard time
2: about that when he came in as well yeah. every yeah, single time though i'd like trying to say one of them i end up saying the other one and james is like do you mean plenty of games and i'm like oh yeah i do holy shit yep anyway sorry plenty of games yeah. <laughs> in the city not you guys um yeah we go there on a monday night sometimes to play with them they have a a similar number of people, but a bit less of a structured yeah. sort of night, like because they yeah. don't really have the raffle and the the community group that's based there at Plenty of Games. But yeah, they're super super cool communities at both places, and both stores have been super like lovely to us as people coming in from the content sphere of going. Yeah, we want to support this format of Magic. We want to support the the stuff that you guys do. Both have been like really really cool to us in different ways. Like, um, Plenty of Games give us a discount code as part of the community group that we started.
1: CMDR community. Yeah, if, um, if you
2: want to go buy some singles, <laughs> the singles from them. Um, so that was really cool. And then yeah, like Good Games had done some other stuff for us. So it's like, I mean, the the main thing we want to do is to just chat and meet a lot of people playing Commander in Melbourne. And you get really different groups of people in both places. Greensboro is obviously a bit of a hike if you're based in the city. But yeah, you'd like completely different group of people out there. So yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, the the Good Games Greensboro store was where we got like our like feet and like you know started to learn how the community worked and yeah the community group itself was something that i kind of talked to a couple of the people within the community and wanted to make something a little bit more structured because it was the wild west after covid really it was like you know 50 70 people in a group chat all no structure just trying to organize games and Mm. you know it was you know no moderators so it was not very friendly for anyone new it was like all these inside jokes and Mm. you know sometimes walking the line of is that okay to say in a group chat kind of thing well
2: we also magic has an official rating of 12 plus um, yes. and it's something we had to be super aware of, like as content creators and also as a community group. Mm. It's like actually the game is marketed to children, like actual children. People under the age of eighteen are welcome to play the game. They're encouraged to play the game. And yeah, this original group chat that we were in was not twelve plus, it was, um, and yeah. it was an issue. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean this 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 was what sparked it. But we basically created a non for profit group um, that's like a real, you know, a fully official non for profit that's dedicated. It's got a constitution that I wrote. At length, it's like a 6,000-word document just to make sure that there's a structure of what the community group is for. And the main thing is it's for is to bring people together to play Commander and promote the format. And that's all it was. And now there's been, you know, there's now monthly events. The first Tuesday of every single month is a day we call Commander the Gathering, which is where we host a different variant of Commander. So even though Commander is like a format of Magic and there's many formats, there are different ways you can play Commander, and we do that on the first month of every Tuesday. Um, The podcast was really born out of that because we thought, let's give the community some content and we try to you had a solo podcast for a short three or five episodes something like that
2: <laughs> well kind of a solo podcast yeah it's sort of interesting i well based on this community group i was kind of like coming in fairly new to this Mm -hmm. community that already existed that were playing commander out there I was like oh I feel like there's a lot of things I can learn from these players and so I had this podcast called um know thine enemy where I would like interview each of the different people in the store and like ask them about their like how they play magic and and how they do different things um and I quickly realized I'm too opinionated to interview people (laughs) (laughs) because I was like hearing them say stuff and being like Man, You're just wrong. I think that's <laughs> wrong, actually. Um, that so, sucks. That <laughs> sucks. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Why would you play that card? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like instead approached James and was like, I feel like we're both pretty opinionated. We can talk for an hour in general um, without, you know, needing a, a pause. So we might as well get the mic involved. Um, and yeah, like actually kind of guide the community group. So So our podcast is called Get Commanded because we get a um a transmission from the space commanders every at the start of every single episode no um, one has
1: ever seen them or know who they are no they yeah.
2: they're, they're based somewhere out in space and that's <laughs> like a they have sort of like a a message for us that's like a, a a important thing to keep in mind when you're playing commander like you know when you're Um, playing Commander, you should always have a plan for bringing the game to an end so the game doesn't go too long. That would be like the kind of command that we get from the Space Commanders and then it was up to me and James to interpret that and be like, okay, so this is what they want us to do. And it was kind of a way of guiding the community group of being like, hey guys, like, let's you know, play more like this kind of a game rather than yeah. these games where people might end up feeling upset by the end of it. I mean, this yeah. is the
1: great thing as content creators. We're like so embedded within the community, um, specifically in like Greensboro area. But even now that we've gone to a command fest and we're at, you know, the plenty of game store in the city, we're so embedded we can really feel what the community is doing. We're not just playing with, you know, our own friends excluded from the wider community of Commander. We're actually really aware of the problems within the format or the the issues that we can talk about and hopefully help fix and there's been some things that like i think we've done with the podcast like i think the we had an episode ages ago called the etiquette of commander okay um, and it was much more like when you're playing a commander there's a certain like social contract that you sign up for and that was like a really big problem within the store was people were getting upset because rules weren't being played correctly or the the power level of the pods weren't balanced so we really did an episode that was like here's our advice on to make sure that you're conducting yourself in a in the right way to make you have better games at commander yeah, that's cool. like the whole point
0: it's a really wholesome environment i guess but would you ever have like I'm, I'm 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 pretty certain you would have had
1: but has there been any sort of
0: upset people within the stores that you've been in and how did you resolve that I guess
1: I mean for sure it's like this is the thing about it being a social game is everyone's trying to do their own thing and build their deck in a really interesting way and see their deck pop off in a in a way that is like uniquely theirs and if it doesn't happen it kind of creates a, the feels bad right it makes yeah. you go oh, i don't want to play this game anymore or, these people didn't let me do what i wanted to do etc cetera, etc cetera. and people can get pretty salty but i think the main thing that we've managed to do, especially with the community group and the podcast, is just create a culture of, like, being open communicators. Mm. I know it sounds, like, really basic, and it's, like, kind of stupid that you have yeah. to bring this into a card game. But, yep. like, if you talk about what's wrong. Common sense isn't too common. No. Yeah, it's surprising, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing we, we found, like, super early on. We we ended up writing, like, a code of conduct that we put up in the store that was just, like, for, for the... Um, for the Commander night specifically on a Tuesday night. And like, yeah, when you read them, it's like, yeah, of course. Like they're kind of just like obvious things. But once you see it on the wall and yeah, you have people kind of remind you of it every now and then, and yeah, you sort of see that that when someone does act a particular way, someone might go up and be like, hey, maybe don't do it that way. Yeah, we we noticed like a real shift where there probably have only been, I think there were only about two or three people that we ever had to say, like, you guys aren't welcome here anymore. Yeah, right. Um, for just like very obvious like racism-based things. Yeah, that's just, just, like, that's, that's that's just blatantly not, completely just An- not okay. Completely Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so much more of the time, we've had experiences with people where they've just like been a bit the wrong way in a particular game and we've come up, come at them afterwards and been like, hey, like just so you know, we kind of want to have games that are more like this. And most of them have been like super receptive to feedback and are still like active members of the community that we're in. Good. So yeah. yeah, I think I think the structure really helped. And I think also just like reminding people to have a focus on like you're all sitting down to play together. Like we know you guys have your own ideas about like I want to build a deck that does this. And that's my whole goal. I just want to make sure it works in this particular way. And it's like that's great but there are three other players in that game and like all of you have to sit down with the same expectations and just having a focus on that I think has really shifted. Like there's been people who early days had pretty poor conversations with people in the games that they were in, like, were sort of like quitting, like conceding halfway through a game and being like, I'm out of here. And like, Oh, that's no so fun. No. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's a bit boring. Yeah, we found that just having a focus with, for those people on, yeah, just communicating yeah. openly before the game, communicating during the game, like reminding people like, oh, just so you know, like cards like that are generally not a fun experience for people that you play with. Just having like those focuses has meant that some of those people who used to be that way are like now some of our best members of the community who mm. are like the first people to be like hey let's have a conversation about yeah. this and like you know really actively wanting to be that good player in a pod which is really cool
1: yeah i mean look for for the commander players that are listening in for this we have like a get commanded structure for a rule zero conversation so if rule zero conversation is how to balance the power level at the table because yeah someone could be using a pre-constructed deck by wizards which is like mid power or someone could have got that deck and upgraded it a bunch with like some really expensive cards mm. and it's way better than every other deck at the table so this is the reason why rule zero conversations are important and we have found that there's like three key questions that if you ask your pod the four players and everyone answers you can get a really good idea of how your deck fits in that pod so the first question is how does your deck win which is really simple to answer you just outline what the deck is trying to do and how it's trying to kill its opponents so let's say it's trying to create a bunch of creatures and go really really wide so you don't have enough blocks and i can just run over you with a horde of beasts that kind of thing Mm -hmm. or i'm trying to cast a million burn spells and just throw fireballs at your face that kind of thing so that's like the first question the second question is how consistently does it do it and why so that's like a okay well i'm running tutors which in commander is a way to search your library for a certain card get that card to your hand and then use it which is a pretty powerful effect you can get any card that you want that's a reason that your deck would be more synergistic and do it more often uh there's another reason like you know how much ramp does it have so manner acceleration are you getting three times as much manner to use as your resource than everyone else at the table that's also going to make your deck more consistent uh, but then there's you know reasons why it might not be consistent it's like oh i literally just found these cards in my collection and threw it together in 20 minutes i'm not even sure if there's any card draw in this deck i don't know if there's any synergy at <laughs> yeah, all yeah, like, yeah, I yeah yeah. saw some artwork that i really liked and <laughs> put that in a deck um, yeah
2: the theme for this deck is chairs every card has a chair
1: was- in <laughs> That's my
0: next question. Have you seen any just funny decks?
1: Oh, yeah. You've got a few. I've got a few.
0: <laughs> this Jacob, J- Jacob, I feel like you just build a, something that's just silly.
1: There's a really yeah. cool, yeah. like, you know, on EDH Rec, which is the website that we use to, like, break down cards and, like, find synergies for your commanders and stuff. Some people have, like, gone so off script and they've built, like, mustache tribals. So yeah. every <laughs> single character in the artwork has <laughs> to have a mustache. Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah, the really cool thing about Commander is, like, most formats of Magic you can play up to four copies of a card, which I think has become the norm for, like, most other ways of playing card yeah. games right yeah. like you can like play a four copies thing as well yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly command is actually a singleton format so you can only play one of every card so there's 100 oh, cards okay. in the deck and all of them have to be different except for lands which is just like your it mana just builds out a massive web
1: yeah well and yeah like, and you and have to like really think how, how like, the cards interact with each other so like if you're putting in a card that says every time you gain life you put a plus one counter on this card and if you have no other cards that gain you life that's a terrible card in your deck. Yeah. yeah, So you have to think every single card that you put in has to work with the rest of the cards.
2: Well, yeah. and it means that when you're putting together a deck, like let's say that guy who wants to build a chair tribal or a mustache tribal deck, like he has to put together so many of those cards because he has to find a single one of each of those things. So it means that there's like, there's a real achievement of like putting together a deck with a really cohesive theme that actually all fit because you have to find 99 of them that all mm. sort of fit this idea. So yeah, like I've got a, a deck that that is um, themed around knights so like knights are a particular type of creature in magic but then there's a bunch of other spells that are not knights and so I had to like think about okay what would a knight use or where would a knight go and so like I have like swords in the deck and I have like like a castle like a yeah there's like, like castles in the castle. deck and there's like a drawbridge and there's um, it's like, like a theme an overarching theme yeah order, exactly yeah. and it, it means that you can kind of like have it, it can feel sort of like a like a narrative that you're constructing as you're actually making the mechanics of the deck you're also sort of Constructing like a story almost that goes along with the game that you're playing,
1: and well, I was—I want to shout out at one deck that you've built because I think it's this is like showing that commander is not really a game for some people. It's more of like a form of self-expression. Um, Walt built a deck recently that was themed on his partner Electra. Um, every single card in the deck had to get her tick of approval to go in the deck.
2: She you're doesn't right. play. For context, she doesn't play the game at all. Actively no interest hates in it, it actually. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I tried to like, so she's like a real goth. So there's a lot of like, just like goth looking like vampires and stuff in the deck. Um, but she's also Greek so there's like some like Greek gods inspired cards that have come out in magic before. Um, yeah I had to like kind of construct this whole thing that felt like an experience that she would like narratively resonate with. She's a fantasy writer so I kind of wanted it to feel like a world that she maybe would write in a deck. Yeah Um. and yeah like that was a huge deck building challenge but yeah consequently I can pull out this deck that is like yeah it like works. It has a, a, a goal of like sacrificing the creatures to, to deal damage to the opponents. That's kind of how it wins but all Also, it has like a, yeah, again, like a narrative that sits under the actual mechanics of the game and yeah, sort of tells its own story as you're playing.
1: Yeah, I've said it before on our podcast, but like that deck to me is more of like a piece of artwork than like a a deck. It's Mm. showing that Walt had like a thought process and a care to it and wasn't just using EDH Rec, that website that I was talking about earlier that just tells you how to build your deck, finds the best cards and Mm. the best synergies mathematically. This has a theme and like a story. And when, when Walt plays that deck and he's telling people in his pod that, you know, this is about his partner. People are like, Oh, why is there a Greek god in this deck? And you know, oh, my partner's Greek. Yeah. And it yeah. it really does. It's it's a completely different way of playing a card game because everyone's just after chase rares, mythic cards that, you know, are hundreds of dollars and they're just trying to get those in their deck. This deck cost you like what, a hundred dollars? Not 150
2: even hundred and fifty, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cheap as. Yeah. And like it's got that much emotion and that much connection to part of his life. It's it's a completely different card game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have I sold you on Commander yet? That was the first question. <laughs> I
0: mean, we're we're, we're, we're bu- buying pre pre uh, built decks, aren't we? Oh, that's happening! I'm so yeah, down yeah, for this. So
1: for sure. We got to do like a Rocky um, like training montage. Yeah, where, like <laughs> yeah, we're well, telling you how to like. I think, like, think, I think
0: that Jake will have it. Yeah, yeah. throw it together. I love yeah. that. Yeah. that's something that he would enjoy
1: doing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wanted to try and do that with the Digimon. Ah, oh. true, but I was big silly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I well, I'll to... bring the like the rainbow headbands that we can like do <laughs> jogging up the stairs and yeah. <laughs> get ready for it. reps. Yeah.
0: With With new variants of magic is it a ground up sort of way of building like do there's a community come up with it or is it sort of top down from wizards or is it a mixture of
1: both? Oh, it's totally a mixture of both. Mm. I mean, commander is an example of a format that came out of the judges for Magic, of Magic formats at the time, mm. being bored. This is like the the story of Commando. No one really knows if it's 100% real, but basically the judges that were judging at these Magic competitions, between rounds when they were meant to be out on the floor and like looking over and answering questions about game rules and stuff like that, they were getting bored because it's something that they do all the time and they know it, so they decided, alright, let's make a format that's incredibly complicated. Let's use <laughs> every single card that's ever been printed in Magic and we'll call that a format. Oh, and let's play it with four of us at the table. (laughs) That sounds like a great idea. So they started playing Commander as like a way to fill in time. And now it's the most popular format. That's cool. It's really sick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there was also a focus for them on at the time, there was sort of only a couple of different formats of magic that existed. And there were cards that were sort of kind of old that were kind of going out and weren't really playable in these formats anymore Mm. as they were getting faster and faster. And one of those groups of cards were these old cards called Elder Dragons. That were all 7-7 um, seven, seven creatures, so they got 7 power and 7 toughness, and um, they were not playable in any sense because they cost way too much mana, they didn't do nearly enough to be worth it, but they were like, let's just build a format where the only things we can play, we have to build the whole deck around these Elder Dragons, and that's where we get the
1: We can only idea. use their colours, like the, yeah. the colours, like there's five colours of magic, and each of these dragons were like three colors. Mm. So they were like, right, if you choose Nicobolus, for example, you can only play blue, black and red. No other colors are allowed.
2: But pretty much all the rules of commander that we have can be traced back to there. So um, one of the aspects of commander that you have is you always have access to your commander, which is this extra card that's sort of outside the rest of your deck. You can always cast it from there. If someone's commander deals 21 damage to an opponent, they lose, even though you have 40 life. If you deal 21 with specifically your commander, they lose the game. And it's because all of these original cards were seven power and seven toughness. So the idea was, oh, if I can get through to your your face three times with my seven power creature, you'll take 21 and then you should lose. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a way to incentivize actually using that card that they were trying to like build the whole format around. So
1: it's yeah. kind of wild because like those, like back then it was, yeah, the Elder Dragons and that's where you get the Elder Dragon Highlander thing from, but in terms of like wizards noticing that this was a format, you can see the progression of how much wizards were like, oh my God, people want to play this. Yeah. Because there used to be a couple of cards that legally, in the rules of commander, could be your commander. And they were legendary creatures. These are creatures that have the card type legendary. Um, that means that they've got like a really big story point around the magic story, and they're important to the world of magic. So they kind of get their own place in commander and recently especially over the last couple of years there has been more legendary creatures printed in the past like year and a half than Ever before. Like okay. two years worth of legendary creatures is worth half of the amount of cards that can be your commander. Yeah. Right. They definitely
2: like saw how popular it was getting and then were like, wow, if we just like print cards for it, they'll just like sell like hotcakes, basically. Mm. And then yeah, they started making pre-constructed decks and stuff. So I think Elder Dragon Highlander, which is the original name for commander as a format, is traced back to like literally like some of the origins of magic, like, you know, two thousand kind of thing. Mm. But Commander as a sanctioned Wizards format, I think, is only like 10 years old. I think it's like 2013, 2012 or something like that. Um, So, yeah, that was definitely a case of one that was built, yeah, primarily by the players or in this case, the judges like playing with each other and then became like an official thing. But then, yeah, you have other formats like Pioneer. It's probably the, one of the more recent ones. That's, That's the one the Wizards is
1: pushing a lot. Pushing
2: it really, really hard. And that was de- like specifically like they were like, okay, the Pioneer will be a format where these cards are legal and these are the restrictions and then go nuts. And that yep. was like their way of sort of showing the format to everybody. But yeah, you get lots of formats that go the other way, like Commander, like recently um, Oathbreaker became a uh, official format of Magic. And this is like similar to Commander, but you have to play with a particular kind of card called a Planeswalker. Instead of your commander, and it's sixty cards, so it's the you reduce that variance a little bit more, um, and that just became an official f- format for for Magic. But that was and built- commander
1: players lapped that shit up. Oh, they, yeah, they saw like, like a new format that was like kind of like commander, and yeah. they were like, "Gimme <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, straight up." But yeah, so it definitely goes both ways. I think okay, for
0: Magic yeah, yeah, cool. And obviously, like if it's being built from the ground up, I guess you know organizations and people such as yourself actually talking about it and bringing awareness to it is probably a key aspect of it so it's good to see that you guys are passionate
1: enough to actually do something like what you're doing yeah Yeah. it's fantastic thanks i mean we we're huge commander players but like we also do dabble in other formats like Mm. pauper is probably like our second favorite format this is a format where you can only play common cards so it's like Uh the pauper name being like it's cheap it's really affordable to get into um but it's very similar to commander for us because you can use a huge card pool like so many cards are legal um, we draft a little bit on Twitch. We've done that once now, which is kind of exciting. But we're terrible at draft. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. so many ways to play Magic. So That's, many. that's
2: probably the, if if we're still selling you on Magic, um, I would say don't get overwhelmed. Don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> well, but but also like you know, if Commander doesn't ta- doesn't take your fancy, there's literally a format for like basically everyone out there. Like there'll yep. be a, there'll be a format. Like there's this weird format called. Um, What's the one Are you thinking the...
1: Dan Dan? Dan Dan. It's yeah. so weird. There's I found so many this weird out formats. at like a, I actually was at plenty of games um, just playing commander. And there was a couple of people that I knew from like on discords and stuff like that. And they were like, oh, Hey James, come over and play this format. It's called Dan Dan. I was like, how does this work? And they're like, Oh, we share a library. Like that's a, not yeah, a thing. Right. So instead of playing again, my deck versus your deck, there is a Dan Dan deck. That sits play in the with middle. Dan's. There's well, <laughs> a card called Dandan. Dan. It's yeah. like the sea monster, and that's like yeah. the whole point of the deck is yeah, to right. find the sea monster. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: and the, the, the sea monsters do, they have like four power and one toughness, but they can only attack if the other player has an island. So like basically the whole format is built around this one creature. And so, yeah, you have 20 life, but really you just think of it as like, cool, I can only get attacked by the fish Five times—that's <laughs> that's how it's built. So there's all these weird tricks of like manipulating the top of the library because so you kind weird. of lots. Of, there's lots of ways to look at what's on top, and so you're kind of like ah, oh, like, very much that poker thing of going like oh, I want to stack it so that I get this one and they yeah. get that one. And but like, yeah. can you
1: think of another card game that shares a library? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's really odd. It's so, so weird. Yeah.
1: And like some like magic formats have you. Um, in the middle of the game, open a booster pack in the yeah. middle of a game and get, get a card from does a booster it ever get
0: pack. Really, like convoluted and like really confusing. Like, oh, It's yeah. mixing like the whole magic is just the focus is just lost.
1: This is something that a lot of people are concerned about at the moment. It's like called product overload is what it's been colloquially known as. there's a
0: lot going on. So much.
1: It's ridiculous and we have spoken about it on our podcast before that I think we think wizards need to slow down because they're overwhelming people um, coming into the format because there's new cards coming out all the time Mm. and you need to find out, okay, does this go in my deck? And then if you've you've just built a deck and you're like right, I'm really happy, I'm going to go to the game store and play with this deck. When you get to the game store, one of the people will be putting up a new poster for a new set and you can see on the previews that there's a card that needs to go in your deck now and it's not even out yet and you're like how am I meant to keep up with all of these products Mm. yeah
2: it's a lot it's a lot I think for us well at least for me like I had a time about six to eight months ago where I was feeling really burnt out with just magic full stop but we're making the podcast probably you know added to it like it's a lot of work to put a podcast together as you guys would know um but also we were playing a lot of Pawpaw, we were playing a lot of Commander. And it just got to a point where I was like, there's just too much going on. And yeah, I just had to like strip it down. And that was kind of the way that I fixed it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to play these two formats. I'm not going to think about anything else. Um, I don't have to know every single card what's what it's going to be when it's released because it's happening like literally every month. There's new cards coming out. I don't have to keep up with all of that stuff. And yeah, the podcast can just be weekly, and we can just like chill out about it. And like that's more than enough stuff.
1: I mean, and, even as content creators, like I think there's like this expectation that if you've got a podcast, you need to know every single card that yeah. is going to be printed.
2: And it's just not true. Like people people listen to you because you're you, and not necessarily because of like specifically you know. And that's helped the information us actually
1: in enjoy the game because yeah Yeah. it's it's a lot and I think when you're playing it a lot making content on it a lot it can burn you out and when you take a step back and go okay what do I actually enjoy about this and for me it was like similar to Walt is I enjoy playing the game with my friends so I want to go and play the game with my friends that's what I'm going to do and what's the game that I like to play it's commander okay I'll play commander I don't have to play standard don't have to play modern pioneer don't have to draft so yeah before we sell you on commander don't get overwhelmed with all of magic because it's a ridiculous <laughs> it's black hole
2: impossible to keep up with so yeah you're just. i was, just start, I focus, was thinking yeah. i'm like you're gonna have
0: to like yeah dedicate essentially half if not all of your life to keep up with all aspects of it it's just crazy yeah I'm a busy man. Yeah, I don't know, if you know like, about that. It's a tough I, sell, I, I, right? I can't afford to be busy <laughs> Yeah, but I'll find a way to make it work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, once like, we train, train you, you up, in Commander, you'll yeah. you'll you'll be. Once fine. the montage is done, I'll be a pro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, So, how does your production process work? Obviously, before we were discussing, it's a little bit different to how we do things. Is it just yeah, rock up, speak into a mic, or like do you have certain processes you go through before you do your own podcasts? How do you go about it? It's a
1: lot less intense than this. Yeah, I can
2: tell you that. Well. Well, yeah, like in terms of the the production, I guess we can give the timeline from start to finish. One of us will have like an idea for an episode. We've got like a Google Doc now that we share. We've got like, you know, as of right now, yes, there are all the episodes we've made. There are probably like 20 more that we have the idea oh, for. more. I yeah, maybe, maybe like, like 30, 30 at this point. Um, so one of us will be like, okay, I'm going to write that one of, of the ideas, mm-hmm. um, put together a script. Actually, I noticed like we were looking at your like sort of dot points that you have there. As also definitely like a dot point ish script we yeah. very rarely read things like exactly as they no, appear. it's just impossible to do so no
0: otherwise it just makes it like inorganic especially with yeah. guests
1: it's like it, mm. like when there's multiple people talking you go okay well you can't script a conversation no. because your yeah. brain thinks in a different yeah, way yeah. at the time. yeah that's so, why we
0: have this often it's such a guideline for me yeah. and then i'm like you can have a look at it if you want but you've got like Five minutes to look at it, and yeah. we're going to talk like, about what we're just going like. to yeah. run with it. <laughs> yeah. Right?
2: So, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll dot point a script out. This sort of thing. There's some things we always have in every episode. So the middle of every episode, I do a weird interlude, mm-hmm. um, where I've been writing this blog post called Thrifty Thursdays for the last at this point 95 weeks, where I feature like a budget card, and either I'll do it like. There's a couple of different like ways I'll write it. Sometimes I pretend I'm like a character in the card and I'm like speaking from the magic world. Walt
1: has got an acting background, to be clear. Yeah, it's so not, he's <laughs> not just weird. This is like he's got a degree in this. Oh no, I am weird. I, I <laughs> you just, are very I'm a, weird. I'm
2: a professional weirdo, is the difference. <laughs> with um, a degree. You with a degree. Yeah. Degree and weirdness. Um so I'll do like a sort of a dramatic performance of one of those in the middle of the in the middle of the podcast, and then sort of it goes on. Uh, and then yeah, in terms of the actual editing, um, I edit together the the audio timeline. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, make a goofy thumbnail that was originally for YouTube, but these days we just share it on our Discord servers and yep. um, on Facebook and stuff to, so just so people know like roughly what the episode's going to be about.
1: The photo shoots for those are hilarious. I'm mean, yep. we'll send you a couple so you can like. Put them up here. We we
2: put together some some very silly things. We we realized quickly that when we the more silly the thumbnail is, the more likely people are to want to listen to it. And it's like, no wonder all the YouTubers have all their thumbnails going like like this. Like you know, they know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, like probably that's basically like schedule up some Facebook posts to go along with the thing and then yeah, release it record record again the next week but i mean this
1: is something that we found is like we're two like we're best mates but we're two very different people um i come from a business marketing background that's my degree Walt comes from a theater creative background so our strengths are completely different and we've managed to run the podcast with these strengths in mind Mm -hmm. so when it comes to the creative stuff or writing silly skits you do a lot of the legwork on that i've written a few funny skits yeah, in my you totally time. Have. but um i think that a lot of the creative stuff walt takes care of and a lot of the the business orientated stuff like connecting with palms off you know i'm coming out here and chatting to you guys and making sure that the podcast is supported in that way and connecting to good games australia now which is something really exciting that's just kind of cropped up and talking to plenty of games about events and even doing stuff like Getting an artist on board, my partner um, was so conveniently at hand at the time. Um, you know, getting a brand sorted for our podcast—that was something that I'm really passionate about. Is how does our podcast look in the sphere, and what's the vibe of it, and the brand? That's something that i'm good at so when we combine these strengths we're running as a team of two that's basically it and yeah i think it will be like that for however long
2: yeah there's like not much that we don't feel confident in at Mm. this point i think um nothing that
1: we feel like we couldn't learn together either no like once we move into a sphere of video it's like okay well Now we take a short LinkedIn learning course about how to use Final Cut Pro or like something like that.
2: Basically. Mm. But yeah, it does mean like because I'm sort of our, our only editor at this point, a lot of the ideas that are kind of on the back burner right now in terms of like new ways of making content are just limited by the fact that like we're really we feel really strongly about being a weekly podcast we feel really strongly about that podcast being like written really well like we really structure our episodes with um with a focus of like getting an argument across and making sure people understand what we're talking about in
1: terms of time we we spend probably like a good two hours writing an episode that's like uh, that's writing there might be like an hour of research that we have to do beforehand like one of the episodes recently we did was about complicated rules in Magic the Gathering Mm -hmm. and that took me about four to five hours to write in total and then recording is about two more hours editing is about another hour promotion we I I do a lot of the promotion on you know different discords that you know commander players gather on online and try and send it out to some different people to promote as well that takes another 30 minutes to an hour Mm. And I work full time. Like yeah. that's something that's yeah, it's not understated. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of. Wait lot till you of introduce effort. video as well. That's well, what the
0: entire job he's here for is yeah. video, and it's a lot of work. You do a lot of fun stuff though as well. You could bare bones a little bit more, but it just wouldn't be as fun. So, well, th-
1: some of is, your montages are.
2: Like, yeah, now you, you're <laughs> doing really well. I don't, I don't come from an editing background, so yeah. yeah, like the limiting factor for a lot of our like next sort of phases of things we want to do is just like yeah, we want that those weekly episodes, we want them to be edited really well. And so, yeah, I I don't feel that I could currently fit in, like editing a full video to go yeah. up on YouTube. That would look really good. Even if we had a camera, which we don't, Like we'd have to get a camera first, that extra amount of editing that would be required yep. would probably burn me out at this point. Yep. So it's kind of like a balance of being like, you know, we want to continue to deliver the content that we know people love, which at this point is, yeah, weekly episodes about the games that we play. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's kind of priority number one. And then like down the track as maybe as people more people subscribe to our Patreon or like we have more relationships with with guys like you, maybe we'll explore more ways of making stuff. But at this point, it's like, okay, we've got to make keep the weekly episodes happening. That's the main focus. Because there's yeah.
1: something to say about like this podcast, the Get Commander podcast, coming from a place of like just two dudes with a microphone running. I mean, it's, it's not a company that's pushing an agenda. It's like two independent content creators. And we have nothing else to support. I mean, we were out of pocket for a long time until we connected and you were like, we'll we'll pay for the distribution of it what what's that like mm. 100 bucks yeah we'll share you that that's easy you, yeah. you guys have made it so that we don't feel like we're burning out and just spending a bunch of money mm. the palms off coming on on board has helped us you know be motivated to make weekly episodes because we've got that distribution sponsor from you guys and now we're looking at more brands to come on board and help us out it's mm. it's really just us that's the that's the yeah. main thing and if if people want to support it happening there is a patreon there's (laughs) there's ways to support us so yeah yeah just two content creators and right now probably the only ones in Australia doing it.
2: Yeah, that's kind of one thing we've we've discovered recently. I was saying to um to one of you before we started recording that we've done a lot of um digging and like researching of trying to find
1: like competitor analysis. Well basically
2: mm. like is there anyone else in Australia making casual commander content? Um because we expected there to be loads of people because Magic the Gathering is this huge game. Commander is the most popular way of playing. Most players are casual players. We were like surely there will be like you know a bunch of YouTubers, a couple of podcasts, that kind of thing. As far as we can tell, there is nobody yeah, right. Making casual commander content yep. so it's just us yeah it's like a lot of pressure but it also means like yeah there's a lot of people out there who
0: want to opportunity as well yeah so you can get first in first serve sort of on a lot of stuff so absolutely really cool.
1: well i mean i've said multiple times to different people that my goal with the podcast is i want to make enough noise in australia that wizards of the coast can't ignore the australian market as like a valid place to do large-scale events or large, you know, special product launches. Like we've had, specifically for Australia, we've had maybe two promos of cards that are Australia exclusive. And then each state in America will get something different. Even the UK is like a huge market. South America, like all of these places are getting Mm. much more attention. And Australia is huge. We just had Command Fest and it was, you know, two days sold out. Immediately, like there is a market here.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. That's really, really cool. When you're at events, um, you know, just for some information for us as well, like what do you see? There are a lot of demand product wise to where's the demand at like what do people want what are people looking for what what gaps are there like what are what are people looking at Be like oh, i wish i had we had this particular thing that'd make my life a lot easier for example i saw a company in the eu that are doing like um shields for commanders is basically like a, an aluminum top loader um, yeah. which was yeah, really, really cool. cool yeah i looked at it i'm like god that's a really cool idea mm. um you know a lot of people are using you know, mini snaps for their commander a lot of people you know will just put them in a, a one-touch or something like that. Like, what's
2: what's the vibe here? Mm. I think probably, like, the main thing about Commander players is that most of us, because the, each deck plays so differently and has such a particular strategy about it, most of us have so many decks. So, mm. like, you know, I've got, like, 15 decks. James has got about 15 decks. Even, like, a typical player at our store who's only been playing for, like, a year or something probably has, like, a pre-constructed deck and two or three other decks. My
1: partner's been playing for, like, a year pretty much to the month and now has five. Yeah. like <laughs> It right. happens quick. It adds
2: up really quick. I think, like, ways to show off the commander is a, a huge one, like you're talking about, like, especially to kind of bling it out in that way. I guess, like, for me, honestly, I the the, the deck boxes I'm using at the moment... Are um, the ultimate guard boulders? I think. Yep. And it's a big part of the reason is because you can actually like see through the front of it and actually yes. see which you know, what the commander it. is. Yeah. yeah. Which is a big thing when you've got a lot of decks. Is you're like, okay, which one's which here? Because they've yeah. got like a million boxes. They all look the same.
0: This is a discussion that we had three weeks ago. Oh, uh, really? On yeah. On my board. Yeah. So I've got some concepts that we're going to be sending off soon cool. to tackle this very problem. We're so. happy to be guinea pigs <laughs> yeah. too, As well. We're very Definitely. happy to help.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's a huge thing. Is that like the commander is such an integral part of how you build literally every other card in the deck is chosen based on what that commander is and for some people like they get them altered to look a particular way James mm. his favourite commander how he has had an, uh, an artist hand paint an extension of the art I've actually got more
1: than that I'm going to do something really gross and take off my shoe for a second oh god no, no. No. I've actually got, got custom um, kicks this
0: is what Moe was talking about on his the podcast we had with him
1: uh, <laughs> I've got a custom uh, Air Force One sneaker with this, this side of it says Miz but the other shoe says Nib because yeah. the commander is Niv Mizzet so yeah. I got like custom shoot this is how enfranchised commander players <laughs> yeah. are with yeah, their right. commanders is yeah. they get everything customized custom play mats yeah. custom deck boxes so basically
2: any way that you can find to show off the commander specifically because it's the card that people will feel most drawn to in in the whole deck like yeah. that's always going to be a gold mine with commander players so yeah like ways to put the commander in a special sleeve like even we we've got a couple of times we ordered from Etsy there's like people who make little commander trays they're like these little sort of plastic holders where you put the commander literally while you're playing the game of commander because there's a few things you have to keep track of like you got to track your life total but also like i was saying earlier when your commander deals damage to someone else you have to track how much damage they've taken because if they take 21 they lose. Mm. So the trays have like little dice slots so you can put like your dice in and track how much damage each person has taken because it gets complicated quickly. Like there's four commanders, four different players. He's got to track a lot of different things.
1: We actually bought some. We'll show you. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. cool.
2: We can definitely show you. But yeah, like the more ways to show off the commander, the better. Yeah. Yeah. okay. I've
1: seen like some really interesting like custom deck boxes where people put like a top loader as the lid of their deck box. Yeah. So they put the commander in a top loader and that acts as like a lid to the rest of the deck. And then when they pull out the commander, it's in a big you know perspex case that's yeah. easily identifiable that that's their commander yeah. and some people get like blinged out versions like a yeah. secret lair which is like a hundred dollars something like that so they want to keep it protected as yeah. well
0: yeah i'll have to i'll obviously they're not the um things that we will discuss in the podcast but there's a few concepts that i'll run past you and see if Ooh. you like the sound of them because they we're just as simple as just cool this is a sample send it off and get it made sort of thing so um yeah because we're focusing a lot more on playable stuff as well that's exciting Box time, yeah. Crack boxing? So,
1: yeah. Cool. Sick.
0: Let's do it. Jacob's cranky with with amount of thinking and, and listening. No, it's no. a lot of time. No, no, I'm
2: watching. I'm watching the memory card. Oh, okay. <laughs> running out of space. <laughs> hope we
0: don't like get halfway
2: through. Like Jacob's pack forced just them. to open
1: cards. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. So. Oh, we got top loaders on hand as well. 25 minutes. All
2: right. To enjoy Fly the box. top
0: loaders. This is easy Tag enough. Tag sleeves, if you want to find anything that you want to get graded, um, there's that. And Ooh. there's semi-rigids as well. Now
1: I actually, I actually bought um, well, this exact edition for his birthday. So we've already opened one of these boxes, but it could be way better than your birthday. It could be way
2: better. And look, like if nothing else, we can show off. There's a really cool thing that comes in here, which is um, in the Lord of the Rings set. They've printed a bunch of extended art cards that actually, if you put them all together, they form a single image. Four promos in here. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, promos. We just just pulled them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely show that up on the camera. It looks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Jack are just like, we want to open this. So what the concept is? I reckon we're gonna divvy up all the packs. We're just gonna open both boxes, divvy Mm -hmm. up all the packs. Cool. uh, And then yeah, go from there.
1: That's yeah, so, good. Oh, heck yeah, let's do it. Do we have to open in a specific,
0: like, uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much just like this zone here. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, so
2: let's just have a look. Uh, so, basically, uh, I've, I've already opened box, one. So, you can open this one and I'll just watch from me. Oh, here. we can. So They've they they got the other guy to reach over there.
0: Cool dice as well. We were trying to putt that on our little putting green up in the. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> got the the putting office. green up there? Yes, we do. You guys, we got <laughs> everything. Oh, my God. Man. We have fun here. They are
1: very, very pretty <laughs> dice though. They are. Like, and the the spin down ones as well for commander life turtles. Yeah. And the only issue I found that. with
2: them, because I was playing with one the other day. I was playing Porpo, which is like a 20 life format. So I was using it as my life counter, is my opponent was like, What does that say? Because like, look at the numbers. Like from a from a distance, yeah. like you, you can can't say, see much. You can tell, but you have to like crane your That's head a, yeah. and, you have to really look at it. Yeah. Looks really cool though. Very I was lovely. really
0: stoked with these promo cards because we pulled a foil Mount doom as well. Oh, so sick. like I want to get them graded and then put them in a frame and then put them out doom to on top yeah, on the cool. bottom well, there's there is, more of a
1: decorative thing for us there is one of these scene cards like these ones these have the you know Sam Frodo uh, and then Gollum, and then and the, the all-important yeah. one ring. Yeah, um, There's one version of these scene cards that has, is it 26 cards? Something like
2: that. It's the Battle of Pelennor Fields, which is the um, mm-hmm. end of Return of the King. Also, the yeah. really the middle. <laughs> when you think about how long that film goes for? Oh, a but long time, yeah. The big battle outside um, Minas Tirith and Gondor there's actually 26 cards that are like special extended treatments like this, and they form the whole scene. That's cool. Actually, I, I I actually brought because so I, we were a command fest just the other oh, day. The play mat, that's And so the so playmat actually is the scene. Can I can I grab it and show yeah, you? Yeah, Go yeah, for it. yeah, yeah,
1: It's yeah, yeah. so pretty. Um, the I reckon what would be a really cool piece of decoration if you want to jazz this place up and get some commander. Up- Games in here is if you can get all of those cards and put them up on the wall next to each other and make the scene. Yeah, right. and then
2: maybe show it to that camera. But like, that's the whole. Scene. That's cool. So there's yeah, 26 yeah, yeah. cards or something like. that
1: So like, you've got Aragon down on the front there. You got Legolas. you yeah. You got the like the Witch King of Anmar. That's it's like yeah. the Oliphants
2: and stuff. Yeah, still right. Right. Yeah, sure only counts yeah, one yeah, kill. So it's pretty sweet. Is that I can't really see there. That. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Nah, no, it's really sweet. Very hyped to have gotten that magic Big
0: fan of, of uh, Lord of the Rings in general. So, Are and, you like
1: a huge just nerd nerd?
0: Uh, used to be. Um, not so much anymore. Too busy. But, uh, yeah, I, like all, I loved Lord of the Rings as a kid. My old man took me to see um, Return of the King. When I was whenever that came out, I can't, out. can't remember. How like hackles, yeah. yeah. the flavor, like
1: second breakfast. is such a good <laughs> yeah, flavor. Yeah, there's one food.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, food is such a cool mechanic in the. Oh, sweet! We got a we got a Grey Havens as well, which is in the art as well. Very it's good, really cool Maybe if we if we pull one Brandybun. of those cards from
2: Pellinor Fields, maybe we can show just like what that looks like. Yeah, the, on the on the play yeah. as Yeah. Well. Oh, I put put that away, but you, just to give people the idea of the. The scene and how it all goes together.
1: It's just like this this set is such a cool IP for magic to have. Oh, it's massive. Because I mean, it's also very flavorful for Magic the Gathering anyway. A lot Mm. of magic sets are very you know very inspired by Lord of the Rings. Yeah, look at some of
2: the earlier stuff that comes out. Like you can tell what they they had in mind when they were um Oh nice when they were putting it together. That's cool.
1: I love the full art lands, but I'm really disappointed with how they did the map full art lands here. Because if from a distance, what color do you think this is? It's like green, right? But Soft it, green. But yeah. it's white. It's plains. It taps for a white mana. How confusing is that?
2: Yeah, right. So all of the all the lands look almost exactly like that, and it's quite an important thing in Magic is knowing what colors of mana people have access yeah. to. And yeah, can fire yeah, inscriptions
1: is sick card. Yeah, cool. The, the yeah.
2: thing we've heard so like. Hey, the, the Me that card's really good. and that's, that's part of the scene actually. so that's that's an example of one yeah, of the ones goes cool. the ba- that goes in that I love all those too. extended oh, arts
0: like the ones that like you know Dragon Ball do as well like the mm-hmm. paired cards like we've got a, a set of framed. Cards up there that I put in a picture frame. Yeah, that um, yeah, just have like the extended art across multiple cards. I yeah. think it's just such a
2: cool look. It always looks so
1: cool. Yeah, it's such, it's such a great, great collector's item. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Would you say you're a big collector as yes. opposed to like do you do you reckon you collect more or do you play more? I collect way more. Like yeah. I barely play. So hey mithril coat. Hey That's a good one. It's uh, incredible in Commander, actually. This is um, a really, really strong card in Commander because when it enters the battlefield, you attach it to target Legendary Creature Mm. and your Commander is most likely a Legendary Creature. Yeah, cool.
2: Also gives it indestructible, which makes it really hard to get rid of. So if you've got one of those Commanders, you kind of want to stick around and deal that combat damage every turn. Keeps it really safe. The thing about, I've heard about the Lord of the Rings set because there's a lot of huge Tolkien fans who play... Um, magic the Gathering like they're very invested they've read like not only all of the books but they've read the Hobbit they've read the Silmarillion like they've read absolutely everything and everyone who's played the set myself included I'm a bit of a talking nut Um, the, the flavor of it and like the construction of it is so perfect like it per- perfectly balances the feeling of playing magic and the the things that you like about playing magic with the feeling of Lord of the Rings and and the story of Lord of the Rings hey that looks sweet. We also got a list room. card here
1: as well, which is pretty weird. Dark Suspicions, two black black at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. That player loses one life for each card in their hand more than you have in your hand.
2: So this is a weird thing that they, Wizards have started doing to get more old cards into circulation is they throw in cards from not the set. So this is yeah. not a Lord of the Rings card so, like as just like a bonus card. Yeah, exactly right. Just like a bonus card that they can have a reprint hey. of without having to put in cool. a new frame. Yeah, these yeah. like
1: art cards. My partner... Is obsessed with them. That, I've put so a bunch of cool. them up on my walls. Actually, yeah. Just, yeah, just, just like really stuck nice them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, really cool display items. Probably Mount Doom's too. the most, um the biggest high value one so far.
1: Definitely here. We got. I know, that's another
2: one from the scene as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's out.
0: Camera
1: died. Well, we're just overhead
0: camera now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's it.
1: We got shalom is like the voice of this podcast now. <laughs> Oh my favorite card. Food. Yeah. I mean that's like the whole the whole set is based around that. The, kind the of food mechanic, mechanic so, yeah. For example, here you go. So whenever one or more halflings can attack, create a food and it's a way to gain a ton uh, of life. Okay.
2: I like that food token that you just opened over there, Darcy, the, the one with the sort of like Stew that the hobbits are making. Yeah. I don't like. There's another food token from this set that's like a someone Shelob has captured, like this, and is wrapped in spiderweb. Like it's yeah, a right. corpse that's wrapped it's in so spiderwebs. Gross. It's so disgusting looking.
1: It's <laughs> I don't like looking at it. I'm hackles this there and back again. Oh, oh this is a really
2: cool, like <laughs> very sneaky thing they've done. They did not buy the IP for the Hobbit. They only bought the IP for Lord ah. of the Rings. So they could not print a card that said like Smaug on it. So this is the, this is what they how they got around it. This is a token that you make. So it represents an, the idea of Smaug. Oh, that's a super high value one. That's it's it. like <laughs> 30 bucks. Um, the, it, it makes a, to- a Smaug card, but the Smaug itself is not the card. It's like a weird thing that Magic does with these things called tokens. But they, yeah, right. they got around using the IP by having a token that said Smaug instead of the card. Very sneaky
1: this this is um probably one of the strongest cards in the set um to be printed because it's super relevant in that cedh format that i was talking about yeah really competitive format also generally, modern
2: it's a super modern playable i've heard and
1: yeah generally with like you know all of these products coming out we were talking about product overload earlier mm-hmm. how you know people are super overwhelmed with the amount of product that's coming out there's usually like only one or two cards, maybe in every second set, that's relevant in really high-powered commander. Yeah, and this is one of those very limited cards that's actually relevant to the highest-powered yeah, cool. commander. Let's do it. We'll strengthen our uh, our pre
0: pre built decks. Well, we'll do one with just yeah. just the pre de- um, pre built, and then we'll like roll a dice to pick the first one. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that
1: we, we have an episode about um how to upge- upgrade pre constructed decks. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we'll is, have to use that. Yeah. yeah we'll you use that. As that as as the as the guideline for sure. Saruman, the stinky. <laughs> <laughs> we got Legolas here as well. The art is just beautiful. Oh, nasty nice. yeah. yeah. end
0: jacob has that one those. that scene is so good <laughs> hey uh, <laughs> uh, <Nazgul. laughs>
1: oh the Nazguls are uh, I pretty, pretty they strong they were pretty popular yeah looking at,
0: like um prices and um popular cards
2: and all that the cool stuff. thing yeah. about
1: the Nazgul is they did um nine different arts yeah, for that. the Nazgul, yeah, which is a really, really cool
2: piece. The, each of them are going for uh, about 25 up. bucks now
1: Oh, nice. Oh, you, I'm realizing how much of a different um, world Pokemon is because you just said Holo. Yeah. What uh, are they called? Like, what are you call Foil called? is foil. what we refer to it as. Uh, foil, foil makes though. more sense. Yeah, it's more,
0: they, it's, it is foil, not like holographic. So, All right. Yeah. Should we, we
1: do a pack war of who gets the best pull in the collector's pack? Yeah, cool. All right. I'm hoping for another Orcish Master. That's
2: definitely the, the most gas. I'm trying to think what else is really expensive. I know the Witch King of Angmar is quite expensive. Definitely the Nazgul are a good, a good pull as well, which is funny because they're uncommon. Classic sort of
1: thing. Teeth opening because the pack is... Yeah, so these
2: cool. packs are really, really tough. I think they they've are. swapped to a kind of plastic that's like more sustainable somehow. I forget I what hope they've so. done with it. But, that's cool. I didn't hear about that. Um, but much harder to open backwards. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is... Uh, oh. This Merkwood back here. This is uh, Strong and pauper. <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. It's actually... Um, ah. One of my partners is going to build a, uh, the squirrel, the Chatterfang. Oh, gonna, great in a Chatterfang it's deck. It's very Absolutely good in a Chatterfang. Chatterfang deck.
0: Are they usually supposed to be like that? Oh, in the Sometimes.
1: collector packs yeah, they're excited. Yeah, that's cool. Super helpful. All right, we'll go one by one, I guess. Euron. Torment
0: of Gollum. Go Hadens.
1: Uh, go oh, old Willow was really good in Sealed, actually. It's really strong. White Hand. The March
0: from the Black Gate.
1: Foily Mountain. Swamp. Also, reminds me Jacob. Oh, you got the Barad door. I got the uh, got display parrot. Barad door is actually really good, just mana sink in mono black. Yeah. Just got the shalob. Shalob's worth a, a bit. bit. Of course. Is it really? I
2: think so. Yeah. Yeah. People were trying the to find as a commander. Oh, isn't
1: that meant to be like Frodo's granddad or something? The
2: gaffer is old gaffer, is Sam's granddad. Sam's granddad. Sure. Uh, yeah. He's like tells all these stories. He's supposed to be like 120 or something. Yeah, right. Give him the counter
1: kills. Oh, this is a huge hit. This is um, really strong in Commander. This is Monami School at Water's Edge. Oh, but the the, alternate, the function, yeah. Yeah,
2: they've done this a few times. They've printed, like, it's the same function as a card that already exists, but they've given it a Lord of the Rings It's like, name. see how they've got yeah. the, the
1: name of what the card really is in Magic, but then, like, the flavor name yeah. from Commander or, like, Magic.
2: I know for a fact there's a card. Yeah, um, Faramir. They've reprinted Bajookabur. Oh, Bob. that's oh. huge. Oh. That's at
1: least, like... It's got to be like $90? 50 bucks. No, I think I it's, it's more. It's, than it's come that.
2: down a little bit because it's been reprinted, I think. But yeah, oh, yeah that's a big one. That's still a huge one. hit. Yeah.
1: Still a huge hit. Samwise, Samwise and then a oh, one. I got the Sauron. Hey. Lord of the here. Rings. Orcish Grom. Another uh, okay, Orcish Grommaster. Yeah, I, I
2: think Darcy's won this one. But, I think uh, Darcy won the
1: pack for sure. I mean, I'm pretty happy with Minamo's gold as well. Yeah. Oh, nice.
2: Very good. I, th- I, think, I think you've think won. So. Orcish Bow Masters, <laughs> uh Baradur and what was the other one we just opened that was really good. The, the, the ancient, yeah, ancient Tomb, tomb re- reprint, yeah. Mm,
1: yeah, that's like easily yeah. a hundred dollar pack there. That's if sick. more. Very good. Yeah, cool. I love the Lord Sauron though. That's so cool. The art on that card is yeah. Sarah's a character Yeah. Yeah.
0: So cool. The armor is just really hectic. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And where they cut the finger off. Set the line. Love it, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming on board. Um thanks for having us. I appreciate it a lot. Um, so I'm really excited to see how where you guys go with it um and what you can do with it. And yeah, we'll be with you to support you along the way and chat about things. And if I don't if I don't get around to my emails, you just Keep doing what you're doing and just keep bumping it <laughs> I'll up. Occasion, I'll <laughs>
1: occasionally message the, Insta- uh, the Instagram yeah, and I'll get a reply so there. Do. It's a good yeah. reminder for me. So, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, from from both of us, like, it's it's so cool. We said it earlier that, like, you know, we're getting recognition from you guys, real game company that wants to support the content that Walt and I make.
2: And a local company as well. Like, we're yeah.
1: literally, like, we record
2: at My Place in Reservoir, which is, yep. for those who are not familiar with Melbourne, like, five minutes drive down yep. my street here. So... Yep. Um, yeah, it's super cool to be supported by you guys. And also like super early on for you guys to jump in there because it's meant that we've like – we're not really like making loads of money yet, but we're not losing money really. Yeah. And yeah. it's in large part because you guys supported us in yeah, just distributing. And yeah. yeah. I yeah.
1: went to high school with Jack. Um, he was in a couple of year levels above me. I was friends with his little bro, but uh, there's some like cool little connections that we have and it's cool that like the community is coming together and supporting. And we were just talking about it earlier over coffee that it's it's about supporting each other and yes. making the Australian environment just bigger and better. Yeah. And you guys right. are doing that really well. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.
0: Thank um. You. So Yeah pop on over to palmsoffgaming.com.au um Thanks for checking out. If you're listening, if you're watching, even better. Um, but yeah, giving us shameless plug again. Where can people find you? Extensions, websites, whatever. Every Discords. platform,
2: just about. So Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, pretty much every podcast platform you can think of, we're yep. on there. TikTok
1: um, as well, yep. at Get Commanded.
2: Yep, Twitter also at Get Commanded. And, Twitch, um
1: at Get Commanded. We'll yes. try and stream some more.
2: Coming soon to Twitch for sure. And um, yeah, definitely check out the show notes of just any episode of the podcast. We've got all our socials linked in there. There, yeah. Um, ways you can find the decks that me and James build—they're all online as well.
1: Yep, yeah. and join the Discord as well. We've got a really cool Discord of um, our play group, and like I was on there last night playing CDH with a bunch of people. If you want to see what Walt and I do, if you want to join in and just watch, you can watch a stream. It's a really, really great environment, and we have judges as well. We can do. Shout out to the judges. I'm confused
2: about a, about a question because you just picked up the game. The judges are there to help. Yeah. Yeah. Sick, yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for having Thanks, us. guys. Enjoy. Thank Cheers you. For you.